0: All right, guys. We gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say, "Welcome
1: back to our extraordinary
0: thoughts, flowing in mind." One, two, we'll three. Welcome, welcome back, back our to our minds. Mm-hmm. And we That'll back. Work. that works work right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we uh, back. and we yeah, back. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah. Back. And we, and we back. did our best. try best. Can I, best? can I just do string beans and? Qu- just started liking corn. I just started liking corn too. Corn has nothing, none at all,
1: at all, nothing.
0: It's just like corn. Just it's just corn. It's just corn. Just to eat,
1: you
0: should. So, 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 another thing that we're probably doing is, and and corn's about to be a big staple because like we doing a non-traditional for my for Christmas this year. Like, so instead of like the regular feast, we're actually just gonna go ahead and do like a whole seafood bash. Like, I'm talking about like shrimp, lobster, corn. I'm wondering if I can squeeze a macaroni and cheese in there because you know you gotta have a macaroni and cheese. Damn. You know, God, man, what you sh- doing for the holidays?
1: Nothing. I think I'm gonna go uh, with Montana because I was like, "Yo, I'm not doing shit." He asked me, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm gonna be here by myself with
0: Romeo. Uh, what's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcaster with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary this time around. You know, so. To be honest with you, this has been something that we were supposed to be doing a long time ago. I can edit it out. You know, this has been something that we've been trying to do for, like, a long time ago. I'm talking about a couple of months ago. Like, we actually probably would have done this prior to the YouTube actually going out. But this woman that I got right here, fierce, intense, elegant just a whole dynamic package you ever like just grab like a piece of like gum it's small but it's got a lot of flavor in it <laughs> you know yeah. that's exactly who this is right there maybe small but got a lot of flavor got a lot of intensity ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna mess it up already again and i know we don't went over it like n- n-
1: yeah, a couple times
0: go ahead introduce yourself
1: oh uh, hi i'm Ari and i'm really blessed to uh be able to do this podcast we keep putting it off and on and off, on and off, but I'm glad we're making this happen today. You know, and like what, like two days before Christmas? Two days. Two days before Christmas. Is it? Dang, it's it it really is two days before Christmas. Yeah. What is it? Um. Yep. Oh my god.
0: 20,
1: making Jeez. it happen.
0: You know, fun fact: so my daughter's birthday is like December twenty-four. Really? Yeah. Oof,
1: double gifts.
0: Yeah. Uh, she thinks she's getting double gifts. It's actually she, she like one, one gift. <laughs> she, getting she getting one. Only one the whole thing you know i ain't even tried to like tell her yet like yo like you really getting played you every should, like, single day
1: label the gift like a christmas uh birthday and put it in half poo, 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 to you know
0: like we, we bought a group of gifts like christmas birthday like so she thinks she getting like a mix of gifts but it's like just one whole package of just like gifts but but how you doing today
1: i'm doing well great
0: oh, you don't got to look at the camera <laughs> you don't got to look at the camera uh, uh, it's us it's us the camera just capturing hey, us like, just put the camera away, yeah, yeah.
1: With a straw, you
0: know? Oh, man. Oh, I, I love the, you know, you know what I wanted to do? And this is exactly, like, as I came on this, and, like, I didn't want to do it as, like, a talk show show where we just look at the camera and we're talking to the camera. Nah, the camera captures our moment, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that, like, we got the coffee out, you feel me? You got the sweater, we, we comfortable. You know, I brought the beanie out again, so, you know, I see the vision. You know, we got the mics. This is just perfect. Fun fact: This is actually the first time I get a chance to use these mics, so I've been excited about it. Like I'm like super excited. But once again, so how are you doing? How's everything?
1: I'm good. Just working hard, like always.
0: Oh, and you, by far, one of the hardest working people I've ever seen in my life. Thank you. You know, like it's like top five. Like you're definitely up there. You feel me? Like every time I see you, every time I talk to you, you always got like a business venture that you're about to go do, or you're about to go do that. You know, it's always here and there.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Like, I'm always trying to make some, like, different move, trying to make, uh, you know, there's, I always tell people, like, hey, get the word broke out your mouth. Absolutely. Like, there is no way, and we're 2019, about 2020, there's so many ways to make money. Right. Legally, there's so many ways to make money. And, um, like, even when I didn't have money or I was struggling, you didn't see me asking for nobody for money. Right. I would never ask people for money. And it's not about, like, me, I have a huge ego or nothing, but, like, I could work another second job Saturday and Sunday, sacrifice my sleep or sacrifice this because I need to make more money and extra money for things that I was going through, like, with my mother and stuff like that. Like paying for Absolutely. Her, you know, her bills for, like, medical bills for the stuff that, the stuff with cancer came up or whatnot, but... You know, yeah, how's she me? doing with that? Oh, she's good. She's okay. really good now. Everything's better. Like, she's... She got a job as a manager for this hotel, like, doing stuff. Like, she's doing really, really, really good. And I had to speak some motivational speaking into her because right. she was, like, depressed. Like, she's like, I can get a job and this and that. And I'm like, so how are you spending your off days?
0: Mm-hmm. Or the
1: days that you don't have to work, how are you spending them? Like, are you just laying in bed and just waiting for things to happen, waiting for the things to drop from the sky? Or are you, like, walking around, going outside, talking to people, asking to people to have opportunities of job openings? At their place. Right. Are you doing that or are you doing the other one? Are you doing A or are you doing B? She's like, oh, well, I'm doing A. I'm like, all right, then you need to figure it out.
0: Absolutely. You know, and two things with that is is that first and foremost, your mother looks exactly like she could be your sister. Yes, she does. You know, like y'all, like you had put a picture up and I was like, I I was like, dang, her sister came out or something like that. And then you say, that's my mom. And I'm like, my mom. (laughs) what? (laughs) You know, so. And then second, like, that really comes into, like, life in general, though. You know, like, a lot of times, like, we sit back and we say, like, oh, woe is me, what can I do, like, this is going on, but what are you doing in those 24 hours, you know? Matter of fact, what are you doing in an hour? You know, like, you could capitalize on so much in those 24 hours. Like, everybody always gets upset with somebody because it's like, oh, you know, you doing this, you doing that, you got this going on. No, we got the same 24 hours. We literally have the same twenty four hours, but what are you doing with it? It's
1: true. It's true. And uh it's not easy. Like people say, Oh, that's easy, it's not easy. You know, running a business is not easy or having customers is not easy. Having making making sure your customers are good is not easy. Mm -hmm. Like it requires time, effort and work and everything. And Mm -hmm. everything requires time, effort and work. Even even being a Marine requires some time, effort and work. You know, the difference is is that you have that that set paycheck the first and the fifteenth, but you can't just rely on that the whole time. Absolutely. And a lot of a lot of people they're scared, and I, I hear them, I hear them talking like leadership, high leaders, you know. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna talk about names or whatnot, but like staff and CEOs and above that talk about how they're scared to get out. Like, how you scared to get out, but you wanna leave me?
0: Mm. Like that makes
1: me upset. And I don't say anything when I hear those conversations. I don't say anything. I just sit back and listen. You know, I analyze. Where they're coming from and why are they saying that? What's leading them to say things like that? But you're saying you're scared to get out because what?
0: You know, and that's, the, that, that's one thing that I have been noticing a lot of since since I went to TRS. Like It kind of like opened up my eyes with the whole idea with what are you doing afterwards? And that's a big issue that we're facing right now is that a lot of us doing 20 years and then we'll get to that bridge when we get there four years we're going to get to that bridge when you get there so i'm really loving this whole veteran entrepreneur thing like thing that's now starting to come to light because it's always been there but now a lot more are starting to do that carve that path while you're still in so that way you can actually go ahead and make something of yourself outside
1: mm-hmm. i really do love that i love the new entrepreneurs that are coming up especially active duty entrepreneurs and i'm 100 100 support that um, I think it's very important because, honestly, at the end of the day, it's going to wait out who really wants to stay in because they love it or who just wants to s- do their four years or whatever and then decide to get out. So, Absolutely. you know, you could be an entrepreneur and then stay in. That's like that's amazing because you already know you're you're making all this money, but you're really staying in because you want to take care of Marines. But at the end of the day, everybody has their different reasons why. They want to get out. And I literally um, had a Marine here. Just uh, He just graduated boot camp a couple months ago. And I was talking to him. I'm like, look, don't uh, do your best and all this. And um, and I told him, I'm like, if you do decide to get out after your four years, make that decision based on your choice, Absolutely. based on what you want to do. Make sure you have something set up outside the Marine Corps. Uh, don't make this choice because everybody else. And you hear all these p- people talking about, like, screw this. I don't want to be part of this. Or, like, uh, like you were gonna have bad experiences and good experiences and uh I got I pushed a, a lot of people a do go to college go to college and even if you plan on oh I'm gonna staying 20 I don't need to go to college I'm like yeah that's you can get talk. a bachelor's degree in 20 years yeah I was I literally told this to my friend literally oh my god literally told her this and then she's like I'm gonna stay in 20 and I'm like all right where'd this come from you know I yeah. was like I didn't know this and I was she was like yeah I made up my mind, I'm going to stay in 20 years, and I'm like, so what about school? She's like, man, she literally said, fuck school, and I was just like, bro, chill, like,
0: You know, and it's like, all right, so we're saying fuck school, but what else are you going to do? Like, what what else, because in 20 years, we're going to be having this exact same conversation. Are you still going to be saying fuck school? Are you going to say fuck certifications? Are you going to say fuck credentials? I
1: I tell people, I'm like, when the end of the day, when you get out, because I went to TRS, and it's like eye-opening, it's like. They throw all this information at you and they make you feel like you're homeless.
0: Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Yeah, I went exactly back and told my
1: Marines, my experience at TRS. I'm like, I felt like I was going to be homeless. Like, that, I'm so serious. that ass. like, I was like, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do with my life? And they were just throwing all this stuff at me. And I'm like,
0: yo, I was sitting in there and I was looking at one of the guys. Right. And like, just listening to the questions that he asked, the answers that he would give when asked the question and stuff like that. I was just like, yo, like, he's going to be homeless. Like he gonna go to school and he gonna study hoboology. Like this is it for him. He better stay in. Like I almost told him to, like, yo, bro, like you better reenlist because you don't got a plan yet. You gonna have a rough time.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people think like getting out there, you're gonna get babysitted. Like mm-hmm. it's not happening. Nobody's going to be checking on you. Nobody's going to be checking your room. And the main main reason why Field Day is there is because you got to check how the Marines are living. Yeah. How they're living with their health or with their, you know, the living standards. Like, are they clean? Are they clean the clothes? And they clean themselves. Like, I've had Marines. I'm about to hit eight years. And, like, I know there's people that have been in longer than me passing words. But I've seen Marines who had a dead bird in their closet. Like, I'm like, why you got a dirt, like, who you doing, bro? Heady on one, <laughs>
0: like,
1: like, I'm so serious. <laughs> and like dead bird in the closet and they have all these weapons and all this stuff. Like, right,
0: Marine, things, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, like bad things are doing. And I'm like, this is the reason why we do field day. This is the reason why we do this health and comfort. This is the reason why we're checking on you because you're having all this stuff that you're not supposed to have. Like, and whenever you get out of the Marine Corps, you're not going to have this. And now you're going to live like trash, live like that. Like, that's not what we want. So I always, I always tell the Marines, I'm like, they they're, they don't like field day, but I'm like, this is the purpose of field day, Absolutely. you know? And there's the thing, like, when you get out, you're not going to have your sergeant or your corporal checking on you and making sure you're good, making sure you brought this gear, making sure you did this for work for the next day. Like, I tell them, I'm like, if you, once you get out and then um you got to show up to work and you need to have these tools or this stuff or even your... um. Even your equipment, like for protection or whatnot, whatnot. You don't have that, you're gonna get fired. Absolutely. They have the OSHA standards regulations, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You, have the safety officers outside, you don't have that. All right, write you up. All right, write you up. Hey, man, you're fired. Figure Boom. it out. That's it. That's it. But people take the military for granted yeah, because, because they you can't got, get fired. You can't get fired. Mm-hmm. Like, if people could get fired in the military it'd be a whole different ball game. Oh my god. I, I absolutely know this. And it wouldn't be just like from the lower leadership, but it'd be from the by, by, from the top to bottom. Yeah. From the top to bottom. And I feel like, um, to be honest, I feel like some type of regulation should be like that. Like, hey, if you're not cutting it, you know, you gotta do this. But there is stuff to do, but it's
0: it's just a longer process. It's and a, it's a process, process that a lot and of people don't want to deal with.
1: Exactly. But it's like a lot of people take for granted uh what the marine corps has done and yeah like i'm really thankful you know everything i have because the marine corps the stuff that it taught me leadership things everything i've done you know but because you know. you're from um
0: you're you're from columbia
1: yes I was. what was
0: that like when you get here
1: i got here when i was 13 no, 13 13 years old and then uh Yes. that's
0: crazy because you always hear stories like, you know, I got here when I was a baby. I got here when I was like, you know, four or five. No, no, you were speaking and walking and like sixth grade, seventh grade. Yes.
1: So I had to do. Uh, I was really upset when I got here because I had to go to the national school to learn English. Right. I hated it. But honestly, at the end, I loved it and I didn't want to leave like I cried. Because mm. they wanted to leave, like make me go after three months because they say, oh, you can speak English. I'm like, no, I can't.
0: Your English is really good. Yeah.
1: yeah. So people say, like, oh, I learn fast and stuff like that. I was like, I was really trying. Like, I would like, um, I will have, I will, my favorite show ever was uh, Between the Lions. Between the Lions. You should look it up. I'll it's a it show up. and it teaches you English pretty much. It between the Lions? Between the Lions. I loved that show and what i used to do is um i used to watch the my my stepdad my stepdad is white uh he's like my dad pretty pretty much he raised me since i was five years old okay he had bought these cds for my little brother no for my little sister because my little brother wasn't born yet for my little sister so she could learn yes i'm okay. the oldest she was a baby and then it was called baby can learn mm. right so he had bought that for her so i used to play him because i used to take care of her I used to play for her, and I used to learn with that too. I'm Maybe. like, well, I'm learning too. So I used to watch those videos with her, and that's why they're so smart. Like mother sister, mother brother, they're super smart. They can mm. rewrite English, like Spanish, mm-hmm. like they're so smart. And I used to like play that with them all the time. And then I used to have a dictionary uh, with me uh, at all times. Like if I didn't know a word, I would look it up, or like slang, like I I lived in Atlanta, Georgia. There's a lot of slang over there. Oh, yeah. A lot of slang. Like, it's like New York. You know, you got all the slang. So I'm like, man, I don't even understand this. So whenever, like, somebody would text me or say something I didn't understand, I would write down that word. And I would go home and I would look it up on the dictionary. And that's how I learned about (laughs) UrbanDictionary.com. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, this doesn't sound like a real word. So I would go to UrbanDictionary.com. And that's when I started learning, like, different words.
0: What's the words that you had to learn?
1: Uh, Kuh. Hey, what up Kuh? Yeah. Um, what is another slang? Shouty. Yeah. I didn't know what that mean. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> and then, uh, there's a lot, uh, yeah, on the top of my head, but mainly like, co what up co Shouty. Um, gonna, 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 um, I'm a, I'm a, oh, I'm a do this. I'm a, I'm a, a, what's that? Like, I'm a, like, I didn't know what that I'm meant. I'm a gonna, Like, little, yeah. how they, they shorten up words, so I had to learn all that. But, it was like, then I learned it, and then, you know, I was good. Like, after, like, a while.
0: Yeah, that part. But, the, you didn't know that word? Like, like, that part? Like, have you heard that? Which one? That part. That part? Yeah, that part.
1: Is that a, is that a slang? Yeah,
0: like, yeah, that part. Oh, no. Um, Like, like, yeah, that way.
1: Oh, wow. that way, that See, I'm still learning. (laughs) I'm still learning. Like, to this day, I'm still learning. And honestly, I feel like the, me knowing all these words, mainly, and, like, the English that I know now is because of school, because I apply myself a lot in school, and then college. Absolutely. Like, going to college definitely helped me out. Like, essays, writing, all those English classes, that helped me out a lot. To be honest.
0: Now, how old were you when you joined the military?
1: Seventeen.
0: Re- Wait, so you got here when you were what? Like twelve, thirteen?
1: Twelve, like twelve, around
0: there. So essentially, five years later, you joined the military. Yeah. So like, I was like, English just like just, English good, just,
1: just it's good. I'm like, all right, I'll be fine. But I was a boot camp. I did not understand the drill instructors. I was like, what is this woman saying? I was, I thought they were Russian. The <laughs> accent, I was like, I thought they were Russian. I'm like, what did they? I didn't understand. So I'll be like, look left, look right. What is everybody doing? Okay, I'm gonna do that, <laughs> and I will just do it. And then uh, I realized, um, it was funny because I, when I was a drone, when I was, uh, when I was a recruit, I knew I wanted to be a drone searcher. Right. Like I was like, I want to do that. Like I want to make Marines. And I even asked one of the drone searchers, oh, why you, you know, later on when I was like, when I raided, you know, yeah. talk to my drone searchers, why you wanted to be a drone searcher? Like, cause I wanted to make Marines. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I want to do that.
0: You know, that's crazy because that's what I, um when I was in boot camp it was the first time I was exposed to a like a martial arts instructor. Like when I saw him, I was like, that's what I want to do. That right there. I just, I don't know. Like, he remember when he came mm-hmm. he was on and they say tracking? I didn't know what that word was. I thought he said dragon the entire time. And I was just like, just listening to the way that he came up there, his command presence. Yes. The techniques. I was just blown away. I was like, this is exactly what I'm going to be doing.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what you want to do. And it's kind of like. You envision yourself there, and then you paint you you kind of paint this path right. towards what you want to do, and then later on you're like, wow, like I've always wanted to have a beautiful house or this stuff. Now I'm having all these things. Like i always wanted to do this, but it's it's all on you at the end of the day. Absolutely. Like how you how you see yourself and what what are the steps that you're doing to get towards that goal? And there's different ways to get to goals because I I I've been seeing like you know listen to a like YouTube videos, mm-hmm. motivational speakers. When I need motivation, I listen to other motivational speakers. When I need motivation, I'll go to your page too. Appreciate you know? It. Like I'm serious. I'm Always, serious. Yeah. Like I'm I like, "Man, let that. me listen. Let me listen to all oh my guys, Mitch. Let's see what's going on." Like because like I like when you are a motivational speaker or when you speak to people, a piece of you goes with it.
0: Absolutely. It
1: takes away a piece of you. Your energy goes down. Yeah things go down like it's like it's crazy but it's like when I give like there's been days that my energy's down yeah because I've been like talking to people all day or helping people all day or doing this all day my energy goes down and I feel drained I feel tired like I even gotten depressed and I'm like who gonna help me
0: Mm -hmm. you know and that's 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 one thing that I've had to learn especially um because you know like the story before the podcast is always, you know, it's just a sad story because of depression, anxiety and stuff of that nature. You know, you struggle with it. I've struggled with it before. And the hard part is, is that when you're the strong one, nobody else is asking if you're OK. You know, nobody's asking if you're good and you can't even ask yourself that because you're so busy trying to help everyone else. It's almost like a distractor. I can't even focus on me because I have to deal with you. You know, and like despite popular belief, I'm actually an introvert. You know, I do not like talking to people. I don't mind talking to people, but I don't like conversations with people. It just feels like, like my anxiety gets the best of me. Like I want to get out of there sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? So like, it's definitely, I understand exactly what you mean when you like, it takes a piece. It really does take a piece.
1: It does. It does. And I, I've noticed it. Um, I noticed it. Cause honestly, like people ask me how, you know, you start using social media and all this. Honestly, I was last year, September, August. I was about a three thousand followers on my page. Right. People like, oh, that's crazy, and now I'm like almost twenty five k. But I literally, like, I always tell people, I just started being me.
0: And that's the hardest thing for a lot of people to be, you know. Like, and, it, and it's crazy because you see, you see it on social media. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, they see you. They see, they see, you know, Koke, They see Austin. They see everybody on social media, and they're like, okay, so that's exactly what I'm supposed to be. But in reality, what they don't understand is that they're actually what you're doing is actually just being you. Y'all just will so happen to have to look at us while we're doing that, you know. And I, I appreciate your transparency.
1: Yeah, you know, I always tell people to stop trying to be like someone else. Oh yeah. Because I, I I noticed um I noticed so, like some of my followers trying to do things that I was doing mm-hmm. or trying to like in a way it wasn't like you know. Th- it's good to look up to somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's good to, a hey, like, I look up to this person. I'm going to start doing things that they do because, you know, but get credit where credit is due.
0: Absolutely. Always
1: get credit where credit is due. Like, if I, you know, if I see something that I like, I'm like, you know what? Hey, like, this is awesome. This person inspired me to do that. This person, like, honestly, like, really, like, pushed me, like, watching their videos, watching their transformation, made me want to do it. But don't, like, don't just take away credit for somebody else. Absolutely. Or don't copy somebody else. Be you. At the end of the day, like. If you're trying to be with some, like somebody else, you just a copy. But So where is your personality? Where is your identity? Where
0: is your authenticity? About exactly. It? You know, and that's crazy because every time I like, you know, I've seen it. You know, I have seen it. And I've seen like, you know, like the way they speak and stuff like that. Like, especially when they like do a, like a motivational video. You know, I appreciate good motivation when I hear it. But I can also hear in your voice the fakeness that it's not real, that this is uncomfortable for you. And when it's uncomfortable for you it actually makes me uncomfortable to listen to you and i get it you want to speak you want to tell you want the mood the masses i get it but if that shit ain't real to you it ain't gonna be real period mm-hmm. you know but my biggest question is, is seeing you and this has always just been a question just in in the military is that you're you're intense like i remember you put that one video up if you in the drill field like like yo like i'm pretty sure <laughs> People like people from back home was telling me about that video. You know, it's like, is that what y'all doing <laughs> and stuff like that? I see this Yo. little, you know, like this little woman and stuff like that. And it's just like, there's such a big voice that comes out of you. You you see what I'm saying? Like there's such a big voice, like your presence. Like how tall are you? 4'11".
1: 4'11". Four, I like
0: how you made your voice deep when you say it. 4'11". 4'11". But you got a presence that's six feet tall. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when you come out there, you can feel it. But my question is, is how do you balance your... Femininity. I've, I just looked up the word femininity. With that,
1: so with that is like kind of like you need to know where your environment is. Uh-huh. Your environment. If my environment requires me to be like this type of person, or it's not like I'm changing my personality, but it's like in a way you need to ha- learn how to manage yourself. Absolutely. Can I? Can I be? Can I be Ari Novoa? Like. How I am supposed to be here? No, like do I need to be more stern with this group of Marines? Yes, and it's like every every group of Marines that I've had, um, because I've been in charge of a couple different shops. At one point, I had 40 Marines. That was my biggest shop. Right. Oh Lord Jesus. Yeah, I know. That was. Oh, I was dead. It was me and a mass sergeant. I'll never forget. And I had like. You know, like, 40 of them, and then 12, like, I think like 12 or 10 of them were, like, like kind of like trouble, whatever this and that going on. Mm -hmm. It was tough. That was tough. So, I had to be, like, I couldn't, I had to be a different type of leader. Mm Because every shop is going to need a different type of leader. Absolutely. You can't can't. expect to have everything work. Every single thing is not going to work. Whatever you do is not going to work for that group of Marines. It's not. It's just, I've realized it, and it's like, I've been a different Like, Sergeant Nervo in every single shop.
0: Absolutely. And,
1: yes, my value is still the same. My standard that I want is still the same. But how I approach the situation is different.
0: Absolutely. I could not agree more. Like, at my last shop, before the one in California, I was a certain way with the Marines. But then when I came here, I thought I could be that exact same way. But then I realized, like, these are different people, different personalities. You know, you got to switch the script a little bit.
1: Yes, exactly. And it's like... I could be feminine when I need to be, Absolutely. when I have to be, when I, I could show, like, my feminines that I have. I'm like, look, like, you could still do this. You could still have your nails done. Take mm-hmm. care of yourself, like, go this, buy your makeup, do stuff like that. But, you know, there's also a standard. Like, you can't just wear a bunch of makeup in uniform. Mm-hmm. You can't just have, like, more than one quarter of an inch of your nails, like, yeah. this long. Like, and a quarter of an inch is pretty long. Actually, you know, you know, so it's like those are little things that I say. And it's like how to manage that feminine size and uh, the military appearance is you need to know like what the standards are. Absolutely. And how you voice your opinion. Like sometimes. Yeah, I could be like I could if I'm talking to a group of Marines and I got to be certain way. Like I have to have an authority voice. But also, like if I want to like I'm not going to be a. Like I'm being an authoritative type of leader all the time with my Marines. Like, yeah, there's times that I could like, I tell them we joke around, we we're cool. yeah, balance we're, that we balance that out, yeah. we balance it. But I need as a leader, you need to know when to pull back, because Marines, I tell you, like, and you know this, Marines will take it, they? Will take it? They will take advantage of you when they can. Oh yes, they will. Oh
0: yes, they
1: will. They will. Like I was like, don't do you know, my I feel like for that's weakness. people.
0: I feel like that's just people in general. Like, people are, you know, we're opportunists by nature. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's just how we survived this long. You know, we seize the moment. And any time when there's a chance where we can seize the moment, we're going to take it. And, you now I just deal with this with my kids. I was just like, you know, we laugh and we having a good time. I'm like, yo, like, I need to clean this mess up. One of them looked at me and said, Dad, I'm busy. The other one was like, yeah, don't worry about it, Dad. I'm like, okay, guys. Um, well, Who are you talking to? clean this mess up and they hit me back again and I'm like okay so 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 oh so let me get this straight you're busy and you told me not to worry about it so let me rephrase that real quick i'm about to be busy whooping y'all asses and then i'm gonna tell y'all not to worry about it clean this damn mess up y'all don't lost all mind with me and the same way that's with marines
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. they're like i always say like and like i was talking to uh, one of my marines i'm like i don't have kids but uh-huh. like I've had kids in the Marine Corps. It's literally like they just, they depend on you. And it's like the energy of the shop is going to be dependent on you. And I've noticed it because, like, I have a really high energy. And I notice it. Like, when I go to a place, like, I can boost up the energy or bring it down.
0: You know, and I like the way that you said, like, energy, you know, it does. Like, the shop does depend on, your energy does dictate the flow of the shop. And a lot of times we deal with personal problems outside of the shop that affects our energy inside the shop. And everybody always says your personal life and your business life got to be separate. That's absolutely false because if my personal life is a mess, I come in and you going to feel it. You're going to feel something that's off about me. Like I remember one time, um, my Marines, they could tell that there was something not going right at my house. They can tell by the way that I was responding to things. They could tell that my patience, I'm already notorious for short patience, but my patience was even shorter. And one of them pulled me off to the side I was like, sorry, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And he looked at me like, nah, what's going on? You know, and I feel like definitely, like, especially like being in a relationship and anything of that nature, like that does have a play on you.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say that whatever has happened to you back home could affect your work. Uh, But also, like you said, it does affect you. But, like, there's people that are good at mask, And I always say you're really, mm-hmm. some people are really, really good at covering stuff. And I could say, like, I'm not proud of it, but I could say that I'm really good at that. Like, I could have a whole disaster at home or a whole disaster going on, and I just come into work, and I just work. I put in everything. My patience is really lower than usual, but, like, I'm still making it happen. Right. And then, none. It's as unfortunate as it is, I've gone through so much stuff while being in the military, but none of my leaders have ever noticed it. They never noticed it. They never asked me, oh, are you okay? What's going on? Unless I decide to tell them, mm-hmm. unless I decide to come forward and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, all right, I need to, you know, talk to medical. I need to make an appointment with a, a counselor. Or I need to go to mental health. Or I need to do this, th- this things going on. Now I have to. Absolutely. So the night before, I got to prepare myself. And I literally, like, I go through a script how i'm gonna talk to this person about this stuff without giving too much information because i don't like that you know like that's me i don't like that and it's like i never felt comfortable enough to talk to my leaders about everything that's going on with me Mm -hmm. and that's sad because it's like you
0: want you should be able to talk yeah you should
1: be able to you should be able to talk to your leaders about everything i always tell my marines i'm like hey like I've been in, and even when I have like other sergeants or other people, I'm like, hey, I've been in for eight, almost eight years. This sergeant has been in for six years, like eight plus six. All right, let me pull out my fingers. Eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm bad at math. But um, 14 years of experience. Right. I was like, hey, we have 14 years of experience combined,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: plus the other sergeant, the other, like, that's 20. Like, I was like, hey, 22 years of experience combined in the Marine Corps. And I'm not saying I'm 22 years in the Marine Corps combined.
0: Absolutely. I
1: always tell that to my Marines. So if I don't know the answer, maybe he knows the answer. Maybe she knows the answer. Maybe we all can come together and help you out, figure this answer together. I
0: love the transparency. And
1: then it's not like – Like, I'm not, I don't have kids. He has kids, you Mm -hmm. know. Maybe he has, he knows stuff about, like, kids. Like, maybe I know stuff about, like, finances. Like, I always try to tell my Marines everything, you know. Like, hey, like, if I can't help you, I'm going to find someone else that can help you. Or I'm going to find someone else that's uh, qualified, you know.
0: Absolutely. To help
1: you out. But that's how, like, it's been. Like, for me, uh, honestly, I still perform in, uh like, for example, like, when I was in Africa, and Italy, my deployment, that was, like, one of the worst times of my life.
0: You was on a special actor? Yes. Me, too.
1: Really? Yeah, Where? That same places.
0: Right? Siganella, Italy, and then um Africa. Which one did you go to? Burundi? Ghana? Okay, we did the Burundi one. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome.
1: But no one knew what I was going on. Mm-hmm. No one knew that I was going through stuff. No one knew that I had, like, a lot of things, a lot of depression, like... I would drink every night. Mm -hmm. I was drunk, like drunk. And I did one of those where, you know, you get drunk and you got PT. I've done it. Oh,
0: God. yeah. And I'm not proud of
1: it. And I still be PT and I still got my 300 PFT and I still got my 300 CFT. And I was still pushing whatever I needed to push. I still did this. I got a NAM. But then when I look at the picture of how I looked, like I was about 165 pounds. Mm -hmm. I I was like like chunkier mm-hmm. uh, but i still was within standards and yeah. i still got my 300 bft and cft because i was like i still push myself right you know and i was going through stuff like i was depressed i wasn't right like on my head but when i went to work i just i focused on work and that's the thing like there's people like that that are workaholics mm-hmm. like i could say i'm a workaholic because when i'm working i'm working making stuff happen but there are days that I'm like, I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here, and I don't want to do anything. And I'm just finding everything way possible to try to be off early or every possible to, like, do something else. And it's like, like I'm like, man, I need a break from this. Absolutely. I, it's, it's not easy, though.
0: You know, it's crazy because, you know, when you talk about that deployment, especially those two places, like, that doesn't bring any good memories back to me as well. You know, like, during that deployment, like, that was one of the times where I actually had to make funeral arrangements for one of my kids. You know, and I, you know, I'm i sitting there, like, like my son had just, he was just born, watched him through a phone, you feel me? Right after that, two weeks later, he gets sick. And he gets so sick that they can't even figure out what's going on. You know, I'm talking to my wife at the time, like, what's going on? Like, you know, like, we're too, you know, we're, we're damn near a day apart. So I would have to wake up, stay up late so I could talk to her in the morning. And you know I'm making funeral arrangements because they don't know what's going on the whole time. Nobody's asking me anything, and all I would do is go out there and teach McMap. That's it. Kick oh, McMap, and then come back in. Kick McMap. And and what's crazy about that is that I'm I'm loud. I'm intense. I'm this I'm this presence out there. I turned the shower on so nobody could hear me cry in the bathroom because that's how depressed I was.
1: Exactly, and it's like you're wearing a mask. And I taught McMap out there, too. I did, like, over 400 hours. Mm-hmm. I taught McMap for, like, like 100 Marines. Mm-hmm. And I was just slaying them and slaying myself. And it was a way for me to, like, release the stress I was going through. But at the same time, I will go back and I would just, like, like I, I will feel like crap. When I was by myself, mm-hmm. I will feel depressed. I was drinking a lot and I was just depressed. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't really happy. And I had, like, really good memories out there that I did and places that I went to and stuff like that. But at the same time, like I was going through stuff, but it's like, no one really noticed.
0: I know exactly how you feel, you know? And it's just, it's hard, you know, especially like, you know, being like, like, there was a time where I was in a relationship and like, I'm going through the worst relationship of my life right now. Like I fucking hate this person, but then I gotta go to work. I gotta perform i gotta put up with this i gotta put up with that and all that time like so much stuff is going on inside of me you know and then i gotta go back i gotta go argue i gotta go do this and that's not clicking you know like you're staying up late you're figuring that out whole time it's like as soon as it's like shaving your face hurry up put your mask on in front of everybody so that way nobody knows what's going on with you
1: mm-hmm. and it's hard because like i could give you an example um my shop where I had like like my 40 Marines or whatnot, I had one of my Marines there. He committed suicide, right, while I was gone because mm. I was gone on a ship. But when I was there, everything was good. And I was the last person he talked to. I uh, I was on ship, and he was texting me, hey, Sergeant, like, I miss you a lot. Like, I was like, I was like what's going on? And I was just like, I was playing with him, you know, like, yeah. he's like, oh, I need you to come back. I'm like, I was, and I regret saying this while I'm not coming back. Um, and i was just like just Mm. kidding whatever you know i was just playing with him and i'm like are you okay he's like yes i just we just miss you here at the shop and all this like it's not the same without you and i was just like because exactly they feed off my energy and i'm like what's going on in my shop and Mm. i had a lot of marines and i'm like what's going on in my shop it's always just like kind of worried and i'm over here in the ship trying to get signal and i was like uh and i was like he was like, you need to come back as soon as possible. And I was just like, What's going on? Mm-hmm. And then I told him I'm like, I'm gonna send a ghost out there f- for me, in behalf of me, like in case yeah. y'all need me, you know. I'll I'll be there in like a week. And the last thing I told him was, uh I was like I was like, Hey, uh, don't worry, I'll be back soon. Uh-huh. Like, don't worry about it, I'll be back soon. So I'll I'll see you guys. I'll miss all of you a lot too. And then that's the last message I sent him. A couple like hours later, I found out he hung himself. in his room. And another one of my friends, like, one of, like he was he uh, was a different shop. He found him, and I was just, like, I cried that whole day, and I felt, like, guilty about it because I wasn't there for mm-hmm. my shop mm-hmm. when they needed me. I was on a ship that I got put to, not voluntarily, but I, involuntarily they sent me there, and I was just, like, I was upset because I'm, like, I felt like if I would have been there, none of that would have happened. Absolutely. And a lot of people feel like that when it's, like, suiciding. One of your Marines commits suicide. Somebody you know su- commits suicide is, like, if i would have been there this would have happened if i would have been there that and then i remember uh i was crying and my master guns was there um he's like a great mentor and he's been here for so long He's gone through a lot of stuff he's like it's not your fault like you can't sit here and blame yourself absolutely he made a choice like it's not your fault Mm -hmm. and i'm like and i was like look master guns it's just like when i was there everything was good like i was I was, like, good. Like, the shop was good. I was making him better. Like, yeah, he was going through a lot of stuff. um, Which, like, I, we had this class about, like, you know, people, how, things that you need to look for. Literally, the things that we need to look for, he was going through stuff like that. And I noticed it, so I was bringing him into the shop, bring him in. And I was like, and now I'm here, stuck in this shit, but I can't be there for my Marines. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like crap. When I got back, um, I, I couldn't go to his funeral. Because I had to carry the shop in my back. So I couldn't go to this funeral. So I had to stay back. My Marines went to the the funeral. So if they go, I can't just go because the Marines were back. Like, what's going to happen? And I got back and I had to be tough. And I had to be tough. I have to be the strong one. And I didn't want to be the strong one. Like, I wanted to grieve, but I couldn't. Mm. Like, I couldn't grieve for my Marine. Because all my Marines were grieving. So it's like. How am I going to grieve like somebody that they look up to, like a sergeant they look up to, like how if I'm depressed, they're going to be depressed. It's like, like, damn, our sergeant don't even got us like and I would try to bring them up. So I was giving them my energy, but I was taking away from me like I was never able to be like grieve about it.
0: And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoy making it. Follow me on Instagram at O M G. It's Meech once again. That is O M G. It's Meech. Meech is spelled M E E C H. Stay tuned Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Don't forget to drop a comment or review on your favorite platform. Stop being great and be extraordinary.